that you are all about to be part of America is a historic moment of first. To administer the oath to our first African American. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Kamala Davy Harris, do solemnly swear. Davy Harris, the song we swear. The duties of the office on which I am about to enter. The duties of the office upon which I am about to enter. So help me God. So help me God. Yes. Say it with me. Yeah. You got to get hype with me. Yeah. you like, why is he so hype? Oh, my God. He's so hype. I'm telling you. Yeah. I just witnessed greatness. I just witnessed black excellence. <laughs> January 20th, 2021. I watched an eloquent speech from President-elect number 46. Joseph R. Biden, but I seen a beautiful queen, Amanda. Okay, let me let me reintroduce herself. Let me reintroduce her. I seen a beautiful queen, held down, walking very ferociously to the podium with such swagger. Yeah, and it was just so beautiful to see skin glistening, skin just glowing. Skin just glistening with the twinkle of the eye of the God. Yes, sir. And she delivered something so beautiful to the to the nation, to the entire world because it was televised. And what you seen, what your witness was, my black skin so proud and so bold and so beautiful. Amanda, thank you for delivering such a memorable, memorable memorable hmm. <laughs> poetic message to the world my people my people all people what you see and what you hear right now is just a level of excitement a level of endearment a level of gratitude just to be able to witness this because you don't understand how being a black man being a person of color in the world in which we live in, how we're looked at, how we're literally looked at and speak on as we walk, how people look at us crazy every single which way. People wanna cross the street when they see the black skin walking down the street. People don't wanna breathe when they see the black skin walking near them, but what they witnessed was something so great. You've seen a lot of black up there. You seen Kamala so fresh with the Pierre Mawson, with the black mask, with the swag. You seen the Reverend from Wilmington, Delaware come out there, get a benediction. You seen so much black excellence. So much black excellence. Thank you, Joseph R. Biden, for, for bringing unity, for sharing and showing the world unity. Excuse my tone, but you don't understand how much I am so proud to be a black man in this world, to be a black man to say that I'm gonna raise beautiful black children in this world 
who are going to do great things because I'm speaking that over my family. I'm speak that over your families. And I just want to say, as we march on, as we live on in this particular world, ignorance is not going to be able to prevail in the world in which we live in. Truth, real truth is going to prevail. Real pioneers and real people who really want to do the real work and really instill real true morals in this world is what is going to prevail. So as we march on, as we do what we need to do, we need to embody that excellence. It doesn't matter if you're not black because you can embody excellence even though I am having this message towards my people, my black people, my black and my brown people because we've been you know, bottling this up and we've been wanting the whole entire world to see and we just have to let it show. So, all races, doesn't matter, lift every voice and sing because what you're seeing and I'm gonna let that speech rock. I'm gonna let it rock because I don't, boy, I'm just so happy. Amanda, thank you. Reverend, thank you. <laughs> Kamala, you got work to do, thank you. Joseph R. Biden, thank you. Amanda, take us home, baby. Mr. President, Dr. Biden, Madam Vice President, Mr. Emhoff, Americans and the world. When day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace in the norms and notions of what just is, isn't always just is. And yet the dawn is ours before we knew it. Somehow we do it. Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, but simply unfinished. We, the successors of a country and a time where a skinny black girl descended from slaves and raised by a single mother can dream of becoming president only to find herself reciting for one. And yes, we are far from polished, far from pristine, but that doesn't mean we are striving to form a union that is perfect. We are striving to forge our union with purpose, to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters, and conditions of man. And so we lift our gaze not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. We close the divide because we know to put our future first. We must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. Let the globe, if nothing else, say this is true. That even as we grieved, we grew. That even as we hurt, we hoped. That even as we tired, we tried. That we'll forever be tied together, victorious. Not because we will never again know defeat, but because we will never again sow division. Scripture tells us to envision that everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. 
If we're to live up to our own time, then victory won't lie in the blade, but in all the bridges we've made. That is the promised glade, the hill we climb, if only we dare it. Because being American is more than a pride we inherit. It's the past we step into and how we repair it. We've seen a forest that would shatter our nation rather than share it, would destroy our country if it meant delaying democracy. And this effort very nearly succeeded. But while democracy can be periodically delayed, it can never be permanently defeated. In this truth, in this faith we trust, for while we have our eyes on the future, history has its eyes on us. This is the era of just redemption. We feared it at its inception. We did not feel prepared to be the heirs of such a terrifying hour, but within it we found the power to author a new chapter, to offer hope and laughter to ourselves. So while once we asked, how could we possibly prevail over catastrophe? Now we assert, how could catastrophe possibly prevail over us? We will not march back to what was, but move to what shall be, a country that is bruised, but whole, benevolent, but bold, fierce, and free. We will not be turned around or interrupted by intimidation because we know our inaction and inertia will be the inheritance of the next generation. Our blunders become their burdens. But one thing is certain. If we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy and change our children's birthright. So let us leave behind a country better than the one we were left with every breath from my bronze pounded chest. We will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one. We will rise from the gold-limbed hills of the west. We will rise from the windswept northeast where our forefathers first realized revolution. We will rise from the lake-rimmed cities of the Midwestern states. We will rise from the sun-baked south. We will rebuild reconcile and recover in every known nook of our nation, in every corner called our country, our people diverse and beautiful will emerge battered and beautiful. When day comes, we step out of the shade of flame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it. For there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. <laughs> yeah! As I said, excited! Man, as always, you're on your destination to limitless. Let's go, Black Excellence. Raise your black fist proud, you hear me? Yeah.